0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, welcome to a very special episode of live from the Ley line We're doing an interview today. And uh I'm with my friend as always, Avery Newitt. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm living, doing very well. I'm excited. I am excited today. We are joined by the esteemed Mike McGinnis uh the jungle author and I can't wait to hear his story. He is a super fascinating dude. I, I read all about his profile on this this wonderful app called Podmatch that I used to find guests to interview and um shout out Podmatch. Maybe they'll sponsor. We'll see. But uh <laughs> yeah we're um let's get right into it. Mike, how you doing my friend?
1: Good. Thank you, brother. Well, how you guys doing? We're good. Good very living. good. Yeah. yeah. Just living. Living in these interesting times, huh? Oh yes, oh yeah,
0: yes. More and more interesting every day. It seems. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so totally. Uh, we should start with you know where do you live at, Mike?
1: I live in uh literally in a jungle in Costa Rica.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the dream. That is the dream. Yeah,
1: right in the middle of a of a jungle. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. What is. What does the day in the life of, of a jungle man entail? Oh, w- w-
1: how does it start? It's uh, yeah, it doesn't. I every day is different. I I chose to live my that life that way. Um, no real routine other than get up and um, you know, figure out what's happening. We are we have some projects here where we're creating kind of a soup food sovereignty um nice. community. Yeah. And so I, I sometimes go down and see how the guys are doing on with how they're doing. We have more than four thousand um food trees planted in the ground. Um fish, awesome. tilapia, yeah, mulca, sheep, the whole thing. So so yeah, I go down and check that out sometimes. Sometimes I'm a lot of times I'm just working on this kind of stuff and my getting ready to write my third book. Yeah.
0: I love it. Awesome. I love it. What a cool life. That's you're you're in paradise, my
1: friend. I'm jealous. Yeah, right. it is paradise. This place is amazing. <laughs> a lot of water. Matter of fact, please close the door because <laughs> no The rain, the rain just started. I don't want that to get into your mics. Yeah, oh, yeah, so cool.
2: Um, so I, I read it. that you do uh, what was it like quarter mile racing?
1: I used to, yeah. I used to, to be the the national champion. Yeah, um, drag drag car racing. I had a um, I still have it, <laughs> a 1300 horsepower uh Camaro '69 oh yeah, you know God. the motor sticking out of the hood and the blower and the whole deal on the parachute in the back and the wheelie bars all the oh whole thing. that's awesome <laughs> that is awesome yeah, yeah. Another, um, another time in my life you know yeah oh, i have cool. a uh wrx
0: sti
2: subaru
1: oh that's really nice yeah. yeah i'd love Super to work on yeah. it but
0: it's stock at the moment
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. cool. those are nice though subaru sends you out a nice stock car i'll tell you yeah. that much yeah um yeah, it's very interesting i was reading through your bio on Podmatch. they You know, you were talking about you were the sheriff of this little town you were living in. You're doing drag car racing. You were like, it sounded like some Hunter S. Thompson-esque vibes. I was like, dude, this guy's just a warrior out here, just running his own shit.
1: It's been a wild ride, for sure. I love it. 30,
0: 33 years here. It's awesome. Damn. It's very cool. Yeah, I visited Costa Rica. um, It was right in the middle of the pandemic uh um, oh i think it was like 20 end of 2020 or early 2021 but it was beautiful mm. it was so gorgeous we went to hako and that's the
1: only place you went
0: yeah we were in hako and then we did like a little a little tour up the mountain and we did some like zip lining and rappelling um, and yeah, next
1: time you come go south
0: south of south. that yeah south of there yeah
1: yeah a couple hours south hour I, and a half south
0: you'll be in it i love it it was paradise yeah, the whole spot, I the vibe, everybody's energy was so good. You could just feel it on the people that lived there. There was a bunch of expats that we met, and they just looked so happy. Yeah, they weren't yeah. weighed down by anything. They looked healthy, like they weren't being fed poison.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you can definitely eat good here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do notice that when I go back home, back to the states, and uh, and I go even I go eat something that's healthy, you know, Whole Foods or something like that there's something that feels empty about the food compared to here. And I think it's because of the soil that's been, even if it's organic, it's been worked over so much over yeah. here. Here, we're literally, our stuff is in the ground. It's like virgin soil. And it's, yeah, it's, I mean, you could definitely find the other stuff too. But, but if you want to find organic, clean food, we've got it, no doubt.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And I love that. I love that. There is something to be said about the, the topsoil in America is just decimated. All the yeah. single crop plots that we did. For hundreds of years, over and over and over, just yep. bled this land of all its natural resources. Oh yeah, and we have, was good for
2: it. We've had entire episodes talking about the food industry over here. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, sad. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to tell us maybe a little bit about your books, and we'll kind of shoot questions at you from there?
1: Yeah. So, awesome. I've written um, two novels. It's a series. the The series is called The Essential Revolution. Um. And uh the second book is The Invitation, Book Two of The Essential Revolution. And the book, you know, um I was we work with some pretty uh deep exper- experiential um wisdom experiences down here, I'll put it that way. And 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 I was getting the hit years ago before the pandemic that something was going to happen and my friend who who works in the same field in this this medicine work that we do was he could feel it too and every time we'd go back to the states we're like man it's you could you could feel the the energy just you know these kind of things in a way they have to happen in some bizarre way right because anything that happens has to happen right that's the right. way i look at it so we were feeling the compression when we would go there it was getting tighter and tighter and so i wrote the book about what that something was coming you know this this oracle tells these people and and so you have this hero of the book who who is um i don't want to give too much of it away for people want to read it but he's uh he's an awakened individual young man 19 years old and uh he he ends up helping uh wake up the world um and and so i knew ahead of time that something was going to happen that was going to crush the economy there is no doubt about it and i could feel it and and then I started writing about it, not knowing what it was, but just started writing a book about the fore, the forewarning about what was coming our way, and the only way through this was in a massive awakening, right? Not only awakening to what the the players behind the scenes that are pulling the the strings, but also um an awakening within the individual, because there's a part there's a big part of programming that we're also all involved in, right? Yeah, we have been living in? this world
0: <laughs> exactly so
1: that's what the book's about it's about it's about the warning of it, what's coming then it comes in the second book and then and then we're starting to get into what can we do to get through this because there's no escaping what's coming it, it, right. and it's going to keep coming
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah fascinating fascinating yeah it. um i love uh the word you know a global awakening because it is a lot of people really truly are starting to wake up to Some of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes so that is fascinating that something called to you and basically warned you
1: (laughs) yeah totally yeah yeah and fascinating um, yeah and it's again it's really also about us diving deep into our own individual awakening we call it spiritual awakening so that so that we realize that no matter what we we somehow chose this we chose to come here for this you guys you're younger than me so you're 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 the ones that have been placed to carry on this world, and and the and the other ones that are coming in, and and um, I don't know. The other day, I you know we're, t- we're talking about conspiracy right now. It's interesting. The other day, I was watching Russell Brand, and he had Eckhart Tolle on, mm-hmm. and Eckhart Tolle said, Eckhart Tolle said to the camera, he says, "I just want to say that we are not going to live in the world that Klaus Schwab is trying to set up for us. We are going to build a new world, something to that effect." Yeah, Eckhart Tolle. I want to talk about something that's not, you know, this whole idea of, Oh, it's a conspiracy. Really? You think that guy dives into, I mean, come on. It's like no. this whole idea that things are conspiracies. We got to start realizing that all of this shit is real and it's on, it's right. on yeah. the game is on and they're not even like hiding it anymore. It's it's really strange. You know, I do, I do look at the people who are still just like zombified walking around, not understanding that something's happening. And I realize that it's because I think a lot of them are so fearful that they don't, they can't mentally wrap their head around the fact that the ones that they've trusted this whole time are actually behind something quite sinister. Right. And, and it's an it's an interesting phenomenon to see this and to really see, in a way, a kind of a split because you're like, all of a sudden, you see the person standing next to you like, wait a minute. I thought, you know, and you and you get to know that they're they've sort of, you know, drinking the Kool Aid and and the Tang, as right. we say in the book. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I not mean, know what Tang is. It was a drink back in the seventies. It's orange drink. it's <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: awesome. Uh,
1: oh, probably man. taken
0: off the shelf because they were using like wracking yeah. ankles or something.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, no, you were. Oh, oh man, you were right up my alley with this stuff, man. It's it's really sad, you know, families families split apart over stuff like this. And um, I I believe all of us have experience with that uh, personally,
0: too. Um, Yeah. Well, the big thing that happened in 2020 did a a great job of putting a divide between everybody. Yeah. You know, and Uh it is sad to see these people that are drinking the Kool-Aid and they're unwilling to have anything that would give them a paradigm shift. They want everything Mm. to be the same. You know, they want to stay in their little box. And so anything that threatens that box, they get afraid of. Um, yeah. Which is sad. We need to like we need to empower these people to like want to step outside of their box and, and be OK with uh, learning these hard truths like, wow, they're lying to me now. I agree.
1: I agree. Yeah. And I think that that comes from our. Our innate nature to want to be comfortable and mm-hmm. and, you know, because when you look at it, I always say kind of the same thing here, but when you see a baby come you know, into the world, the baby comes from somewhere that was freaking perfect. Right. You right. can tell so it's that peace. And it's out here going whoa, and it's starting to learn about duality, you know. It's, it's tripping, but it, but it came from somewhere. So that's what we are actually. So we're we're in a place We're spirits inhabiting a, a human body. We'll call it this meat suit, people call them sometimes. And yep. we're walking around and just it's, it's kind of like uncomfortable, but we really came here at a very uncomfortable time. And I would say for those people, you know, that still, and I, you know, my buddy always says there's a thousand shades of gray. So we, we've got the dead asleep that, okay, maybe they're not ever going to wake up and see what's going on. Um, and then you've got everything in between there. So there's a lot of people on the fence that are kind of scratching their head and, I would invite them to come over to the other side of the fence and realize that, yes, there's something going on in the world. And yes, it's going to get more uncomfortable. And are there, I mean, not only people behind it, but I would say that there's, I would even go further and say that there is the opposite of capital L love behind this, meaning the dark side, the actual dark entity, the evil, which which actually is a thing, you know? And I've had also experiences with that as well. And I think that's why I can write these books. Because right. I've been able, I've had these very, very deep, um, visionary experiences and seen literally both sides, and uh, yeah, and and I would also let them know that you know, like, we came here to life to have an adventure. You know, right. I I think I hear uh, uh, what's his name, Jordan Peterson, say that. You know, and I really like what he says. You know. That that we literally came here to have an adventure. So choose what your adventure is going to be. You know, get into this mode where you're like, all right, what is what are we going to do here? What how am I going to show up for this big showdown? Because this right. is a galactic global showdown of good versus evil. That's what's happening. Right. And whether you want it or not, you're all in. We're all in it. There's yeah. no and and you know, and for some people, their part is to be the other side saying, no, this is not true. And and or or even being one of the ones that's pulling the strings and it's crazy, you know, and 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 for some reason they've got to be there doing that. So there's a game happens, and right. then there's us out here that are looking at it in a different way, and the more you know, go you know, the more the purer way, and the war, more loving way, and. And hey, yeah, so we're, you know, we're, they're really trying to beat that down, beat us down right now. And that's why they've caused the separation, like you talked about perfectly. Yeah. It was all planned out and they keep feeding it with new stuff, you know, whether it's the trans thing or the racial thing or the, this with the COVID. It's just, okay, let's use the media. Let's keep doing it. So, they, so we just keep doing this because if we're divided, we're not going to come together and go, oh, wait a minute here. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And that's where we sit today, you know?
0: It's where we've <laughs> been sitting for a long time. I feel like they did yeah. this back in like the fifties successfully, and they've kept it that way for a minute.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, Mike, you keep hitting the, uh, you know, the nail right on the head with this stuff. Um, have you ever looked into like how everything that the elite plans to do, they kind of tell us and leak it, yes. through documents yeah. and stuff? Are you aware well, they like, got the...
1: to? Yeah, in the book we talk about that, and or the the hero does, and he says that everything must be out in the open that's one of the rules
2: okay so they must come out
1: yeah they must come out and say this is what we're doing and now they're literally saying it i mean there's no hiding any of this anymore and it's funny because these asleep people are just up Nope, nope. And it's like, well, yeah. he actually just said they're doing it. They're 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 bringing the agenda 2030 to now. They're not even going to wait to 2030. Right. He literally said it on the thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, the, the
2: government that's... would never do that, Mike.
1: They're like, no, yeah. not, not my government,
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Man, what do we do from here?
1: good question I was just I was just wondering if you were gonna ask that um <laughs> yeah I always tell people well I say I see you know, the guy in the book always tells people and I do too I guess to 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 choose your role what's it gonna be you know yeah. and you guys you have chosen your role here we are you know you are you're 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 bringing awareness to this right um I also think that it's good that we that we have compassion for those who maybe don't see it the same way because right. it's, it's just a sign of fear and weakness and, and, and Hey, have we all not been fearful and weak at some point in our lives? And the answer is yes. So we give that space to them as as hard as it is sometimes. And, um, and, but, and at the same time, yeah, choose our role in the truth tellers or whatever we're going to be. And some people, you know, I've heard Hecker totally talk about that as well. You know, some people hold the light a different way. They're just energy holders and they meditate a lot and they, You know, and maybe they don't come out and speak or write novels or do podcasts. Right, And so it's really about choosing your role and also really doing that deep inner work, that shadow work to to clean yourself as much as you can of of the past. And if anybody that you've blamed your father, the uncle that did this, whatever it is, really go in, do that deep shadow work where you realize that these things had to happen. They had to happen so that you could be literally sitting where you are on that seat with the scene behind you talking to me. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We don't know what your life would be like, you know. Yeah, and totally. so everybody, you know, like, yeah, get in there and do that work and have full, beyond forgiveness, like full compassion and really... um stepping into that yeah that compassion for those people and it doesn't mean you have to be their best friend or anything like that it's just meaning you understand so that you don't carry it around with you right and then once that that sack dumped now you can really start to feel what it feels like to be liberated also from the past and all that and so we're cleaning 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 constantly and um yeah and and really get to that place where you know that you will never die it's your yeah. body. Your body is going to some point. Everything is a is going out here. Even the sun's going to burn itself out at some point, you know. And every rock, every tree, everything is going to transform into something else. And so will to. So will you. So will you. You know. And so right. we we also show people that that you know really get on board with the idea that you are the awareness inside, having the experience. And there's going to be experience after your passing so that 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 makes it so that you become less fearful and then you can stand up and do whatever it is that needs to be done when the time comes. And what is that? I don't know. I always hear James Lindsay. He says, he says, he says, what are you capable of? He, says, he can't answer the question for you. And I don't know what that looks like for everybody or even sometimes for myself, you know, like but I'm willing to do anything, anything. Right. Literally, really. I mean, anything that's peaceful and it doesn't get anybody any kind of physical hurt or anything like that. But as far as using my voice and writing and and standing up and speaking out, and if it means that someday, boom, you know, something happens that you come at me, that's okay, man. I did. I I came here and I I lived the adventure and you guys are living it too. So, you know, I think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah. Love love that. Love it. Yeah. I think that's what we're all here for is to figure out what we're capable of. And I think That's you're always, right. I think you're always surprising yourself. At least I surprise myself all the time. Like, wow, I can do that. That's pretty cool. Like if you just set your mind to a little bit of intention with a little bit of work, you can be capable of most things. It's pretty yeah. incredible.
1: Yeah. Jesus, and, and I'm not a big Bible guy, but I know that he said, he said in the Bible, and it says, you will do more works than I did because I leave now early to go to the father. So he was saying, we are just as powerful as him and we will do bigger than even even what he had done and and so that's a big thing for him to say you know so yeah. that we do have more power than we think we've been programmed to believe that we're small we're not small no we're we're part of something that is so incredibly big and at the same time we are in in a way it's it's, it's the paradox right we're right we're part of the divine creation and and we're here to do big things and then also we um, the, are the significance of this blip on the screen of infinity also is, is nothing. So it's crazy. It's, it's both things. And it really, um, you know, like I did a course some time ago that really helped me out and they, they, they teach you that life is empty and meaningless. Like there really is no meaning until you create it. And a lot of people didn't like to hear that. And but what you what they're really saying is it's like it's a giant whiteboard. Now you get to create your experience in your life on that. So I, I agree with that, that it is empty and meaningless until we fill it and give it meaning with how we speak whatever we want into the world, you know, whatever we're doing. Right. Totally. I love that. <clears throat> and I and yeah. it
0: depends on how you look at it. You could look at an empty whiteboard and say, Oh man, God, this whiteboard's empty. Or you could look at this empty whiteboard and be like, wow look at all this room for pictures <laughs> that's, you know? that's right man. yeah yeah yeah
1: it's perception is everything you know it is
0: it is i love that i love that what made you move to costa rica
1: uh well i i, I yeah i had a crazy life growing up i was uh about 23 and i had just done that this very powerful course that i mentioned and it kind of helps you get rid of all the baggage you have and, and the things that block you in life. And um, I came out of that and I had this dream. I I was in a surfing and all that. So I had this dream to be in this place called Costa Rica. And I would have probably never come because I had a lot of limiting beliefs um, that were stopping me. And then I came out of that thing and I said, I'm going. I'm, I'm going just to visit at least. And I came here and I was so... Like, without limits, that I literally bought a place on the beach my first trip 33 years ago, 34 years ago. Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, it's the energy in that place. I I didn't have any money to buy a place, but if I did, I would have
1: <laughs> there. I was looking at places <laughs> and I was like,
0: I would move here right now. I'll call yeah. It was a lot cheaper back then. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. That was before everybody found out about it. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. man, That's
2: awesome. Yeah. I had a similar calling to go to Thailand. Yeah. I um never imagined I'd go all the way over there but something told me that I should go and so me and my dad went and we stayed on a rice farm and we trained that. Muay Thai every day and ate completely organic food right off the farm and uh it was beautiful no technology and so you know, it's something about wow. something about the jungle calls to you you know uh, yeah <laughs> had to go live the
0: samurai life I love yeah. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> very cool <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What were you doing for work uh, prior to you moving to Costa Rica? Was that a big, like a difficult change for you to make? Or was it easy for you to be like, nope, I'm leaving?
1: Oh, um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was working for an auto glass company as a kind of um, a uh, sales rep um, PR guy and um had a really good thing going um i also was buying and selling harley davidson motorcycles it was right when they started getting popular in the united states in about 92 and i yeah i was doing that i was going to texas and bringing them over and then i was doing some other things <laughs> and and uh i had yeah it wasn't hard to leave because i i really wanted to go where i could surf big waves and and just be on the beach and so no it was actually really easy for me a lot of people looked at me and thought i was crazy my friends who said you know, it's not going to work. You're crazy. You're leaving everything behind. And my mom actually said, go, go, go. And that was I really cool. That. Get it from my mom. Yeah. And uh, so now, I, you know, yeah. That's
0: awesome it's that mom had the support like that. That's, yeah, that's so important. I love it. That's what I love about my mom. Literally I could do most things apart from like murder and harm of others. <laughs> and she will support me wholeheartedly, you know, and Same, I love those that. Are the best moms. It's, yep. it's the coolest thing. I love that, man yeah very cool very cool so these you're talking you keep talking about these um transcendent experiences are you, are you talking about psychedelics mm-hmm I like am. an like an ayahuasca type deal
1: that's those are some of them yeah yeah that's one of them yeah
0: very cool. what was the first psychedelic you ever tried
1: well when i was young back at you know i was 15 i did my buddy and i did like a handful of mushrooms had a very strong experience yeah, but you know, the thing about that is is that that's it's very different than what what I'm talking about now. What I'm talking about now is is there it's all done in what they call set and setting, right. meaning that everything is set up correctly and in a lot of cases you're working with um shamanic uh people who have trained in that field ever since they were children. Yeah. Um other facilitators who aren't maybe from indigenous areas but have have um have trained extensively. And so everything is set up in a certain way with a, a specific intention. And um, highly, highly recommend these experiences if one is called only.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll come find you when it's time, I've heard. Um that, yeah. and not and not I, like I, somebody's gonna knock on your door and be like, here, it's time. But then, like no. it's gonna things are gonna synchronous, like synchronicities are gonna line up and people are gonna keep yeah. talking about it. And you're gonna hear like three or four podcasts in a row that bring it up and you're like, Oh man,
1: okay. <laughs> or if you, you know. or if you start seeing some toads around you know right it, it maybe might. give them a lick <laughs> yeah. yeah well you, it, you actually don't that doesn't work it's actually you you're, you're you're vaporizing the venom and that's where the the venom from the toad, the, the sonoran desert toad it carries it on the um on their back these sa- these things yeah. are protect so if a dog bites it that goes oh, it, dog you know foams at the mouth but you smoke it, and um, yes, it's the basic, basic, biggest experience you can have in the human body, um, having the experience with bufo, or it's, we can call it DM, DMT five MEO. That's okay. the one that Mike Tyson talks about all the time. Right. I was right. gonna say
0: that's the five methoxy DMT. Right. That's the. That's correct. Yeah, that's the one that Joe Rogan talks about. Is like nothing. It's like you take it it's, and you don't exist anymore. It's just white. Yeah,
1: you you don't exist and you exist at the same time. And what it is is um, NNDMT which is the 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 component that's the 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 molecule that's in ayahuasca Mm -hmm. um, is what they call the spirit molecule dmt5meo which we're talking about is what they call the god molecule and for good reason they're totally different experiences one literally is spirits coming up to you in in a sense in in many cases and, and you can feel the spirit of this medicine which is um a female um yeah. this, if you're if you're talking about ayahuasca if you smoke and dmt you'll see some other entities most likely putting on a big show for you in a dance and then the 5meo is completely different it's completely different and right. must be held with some serious reverence as ayahuasca does as well but it's very 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 powerful and it needs to be with somebody that you trust 100 percent. and you have a friend that went and said hey this guy's doing the, the good thing here um, if you're ready for that experience, it's only 15 right. minutes long, but it's life changing. Right. Oh, and it probably feels like a lifetime when you're in it. It can, or some people will come right out and go, seems like I just got in. So it's, it's because there's no time in there. We don't know what they're going to come back with when they're done, but some people, yeah, it, it's long or, or some people it's short. Um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And ayahuasca is long. It's, that's a six hour, yeah, it could be right. four to six hour long journey, you know?
0: And with the with um, the ayahuasca that you did, did they have to do the like the nicotine snuff that like
1: detoxes your body first? No, that you don't have to do anything. But um, it's called hape and it's spelled R A P E, like rapé. But Mm -hmm. the real yeah. So it's it's a tobacco and and you use a tepe and you and I serve that as well here. Um, some people. I served that. I mean, we all, a lot of people, you know, serve that to each other and they have the individual ones. I'm not a big fan of that unless I'm in the journey. Then I'm, mm. I like to, to go with that medicine. Um, okay. It's a, it, it's a, it clears your head completely and puts you in a, a level of presence that's really hard to explain. And then it goes away and you're totally normal. Um, but, uh, yeah, sometimes we, we, some people do rapé before or after, during, you know, it's all different with, with the Bufo, you are only doing, maybe you have some rapé before and then you'll do Bufo. Um, but when you're in Bufo, you're just doing Bufo only for that, that, that 15 to 30 minutes. Ayahuasca is this long journey and the server might come up and say, would you like to have some rapé?" And then you sit up the best you can and, um, <laughs> and it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. I'm definitely gonna have to make it down for a journey like that at some point in my life when it calls to me.
1: Yeah. When, when it it it's calls right to you, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some people in Colorado doing a good thing too. I can't remember who it was, but I was um talking to someone. They have a good thing going there. They're they're doing it right, but I don't remember who it was I was speaking to. But yeah, it's all over the world now, you know. But I do I do like coming to a place like Costa Rica where there's a lot of nature, you know. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's something about just being in the the jungle and then taking something like that that is it's obviously comes from from the jungle jungle, you know yeah the jungle taught the people how to make it and that's where it comes from
1: yeah i I highly recommend a jungle or yeah some kind of nature experience while while having the experience of ayahuasca without a doubt yeah
0: i love it yeah i love it god i could talk psychedelics all day i could such an interesting topic (laughs) i have a a lot of experience in it (laughs) yeah and it breaks my heart that a lot of the people that would have opinions against this kind of thing don't have any experience in it. And so it's like they they
1: don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. That's right. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's heartbreaking. Well, you know, that's, um, that's a program that was installed by the government. I think it was 1971 when they started to schedule these medicines. Yeah. And so they were the ones that came out and said, hey – it's bad for you to put these things in your body, you know. I mean, so they they've made it not okay to put something in your body to have this experience that brings you back to the to oneness, brings right. you back to yourself, brings you back to the truth. But it's just fine for you to for them to push the alcohol, right? right? Because that's a that's a numbing agent. And it's a dumbing agent. And that's why they're great with that. They want people to be dumbed down. So they so that program where people say, Oh, I can't believe you would do something like that. Wow. You, you know, like that means that they're saying that the indigenous had it all wrong, crazy indigenous people. And whether it's in Africa with Iboga or, or the Amazon or, you know, the South America with ayahuasca or, or peyote in North America, you know, these people are saying that those indigenous people had it all wrong. So I always hit them with that when they come at me with that shit, Yeah, Yeah. you know?
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah. And it shuts Um, them
1: up real fast.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, like, look at these hippies doing drugs and stuff, drinking a beer,
0: popping a Xanax. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I know it's always the wine moms, the Xanax wine moms that yeah, want to talk yeah. about my mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I-, I want to steer this back to the conspiracy realm just a little bit. So, you know, we're talking about how they did this scheduling of these compounds I think this was, and I think we all agree with each other, but I think this is all on purpose to keep us away from something that will give us any sort of perspective, any sort of 100%. enlightenment. Yeah. You know, that's why they're pushing yeah. away these new age ideas, or not new age, these Christianity ideas. They're taking God out of school and government. And not that I agree that they should be in there in the first place, but I, you can see that there's a concerted effort to try to disconnect people from their spirituality.
1: Yeah. Well said. And- yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, that we we use the word they a lot and a lot of people ask me, well, what is who is they? And and um I'm gonna say something that sounds a little strange. I do not believe necessarily that it's a bunch of people sitting around a big table. I, I believe that people sit around big tables and then they they make these plans which they think are for the betterment of whatever. Maybe it's for themselves because they have greed, because they want power, whatever it is but i i know that what's really happening is the they that's really behind it is a dark energy that is it's very much like in the movie the matrix you know where Mm -hmm. where he said shows and says you're we're a battery basically so as long as this negative energy keeps coming off the planet these entities are feeding off of us and i don't know if you've ever seen a a video called in shadow Mm -hmm. if you haven't you guys gotta watch it in shadow it's like 12 minutes long it's it's great and at a certain point it shows the entity and and it also shows the rest of the players so these players here on earth that are making these trying to make these changes and and do all this they're not the ultimate um they're they're not really the they're being controlled by the darkness right you know they that's what's happening but there is an intelligence beyond themselves the darkness which is is just as just like we can't explain the infinite or god or whatever word you want to use because it's way too complex you can go and have an experience and go oh okay wow and then you'll you'll still be going i can't put that into words right it's totally. the same on the other side with the opposite of that which exists as well it's very complicated and very and it interweaves and it connects into people if you ever get a chance uh listen to a guy named Paul Levy he talks about watiko he'd be a great one to have on the show maybe you know he he talks about watiko which is um another word for the darkness that the that the Cree Indians used and and um again these energies are controlling what's happening and they will not win eventually but see we all believe in the illusion of time so we're like worried because well i want my life i want things to get better and i I would love that and and i know that the only way that might happen is by me internally making my perception okay with whatever comes but ultimately on planet earth there will be a massive shift at some point And the light will, 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 will let it be self be shown, shun. And, and these dark entities are going, all this stuff is going to shift. We're at the bottom of what they call the Kali Yuga, the worst, the the lowest can be. And we're just starting to turn. We're not even turning yet. We're like here and we're going to be way up here at some point. If it's a thousand years, we don't know. Can we make it happen sooner? I believe absolutely. Because I believe in the power of the, of the creation of the capital C creator, you know? Yeah. Yes. So I love that. Totally.
0: Yeah. You talked about the Kali Yuga. So I've heard, I've heard different perspectives on this. I've heard people say that we're coming out of the Kali Yuga and I've also heard others say that we're just getting into it. Why is the jury still out? Why are there so many different opinions about it? Do you think?
1: Well, I, I would say that nobody really knows all of these, we'll call them theories because even like um, what is it? What is it? The 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 book, the Law of One, the raw material, RA. I don't know if you've heard of that. He also talks about the. I think he calls it the Harvest when 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 everything shifts, and that's not not supposed to even start to shift for about eight from eighty five years from now. If you look at his numbers, and again, these are all people over time and different theories. It, same thing with the Bible, with the you know Armageddon and all this stuff. Is it's all a we're all doing the best we can to come up with words and predictions to try to figure out what's going on. Um, I I, I have heard as well with the Kali Yuga that we're we're just starting the turn and we're down at the bottom and we're really going, but remember this is a, I don't know how many thousands of year cycle, I forget what it is, it's 6,000 year cycle, I believe, whatever it is, crazy, maybe it's more and and so we have we might have many 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 years of some pretty heavy stuff if right. we you know um, subscribe to that. Um, I'm just here watching it all go down. And you know, I grew up in the 70s and, and in the 80s, and I lived a life that was so different than what young people live now that I know for sure some shit's going down right now, and it's getting right. worse and worse and worse. And at the same time, like we said, people are waking up they are also waking up inside themselves because they're suffering so much that they hit a bottom and then they they come up and they they get filled with the light in some right. in somehow in some way so that's that's the positive around it you know yeah yes
2: um in the biblical sense the you know the great awakening/reset whatever you want to call it it happens every 244,000 years because that's a significant number because of angels I believe I might be butchering mm-hmm. that a little bit and uh according to that one we were right around that time as well Like within a couple of hundred years, I think. So there's, I love the way you put it. There's everyone's trying to interpret it in their own way. Right. Yeah. The best we can.
1: (laughs) Scary stuff. Yeah. It is kind of heavy. (laughs) There's probably a
0: concerted effort to make all the information a little bit muddy so that the people that truly do have an understanding and have probably taken that understanding and turned it for control now don't want people to know don't want them to understand the cycles that we're going through don't want people to be able to prepare or you know they don't want you to gain any sort of spiritual power have any light inside of yourself you know that's because if they can keep all that energy they
1: can just siphon yours right off the top yeah Yeah. and they keep us you know separated from each other and yeah no it's 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 a big play and you kind of i guess you know why did it happen really strong now i think because the world was starting to wake up quite a bit people were really into going to this you know whole food shows up and people are in the health food and they're in the yoga it's all kind of new when yeah. i was a kid none of the stuff really existed it was like so fringe and so weird to be spiritual they called it new age back then and you couldn't find organic. i mean it was hard to find something that was organic to eat it was a whole different world and i think the 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 intelligence of the dark one saw the awakening happening just on its own and it said okay now we got to really get we got to put the screws to it and then the plan was ignited in full yeah. force rather than this like you said from 1950s it's kind of been a slow ride now we're just seeing accelerated separation you know attempts right. at acceleration through the media and all the other stuff we see with them trying to take our freedoms away and you know it yeah when what they do you start guys like separation
0: for... oh sorry go ahead go ahead
1: Oh, I was I was just curious who you guys liked for, you know, like the next political person that that could be in office. You know, I part of me and I know in the book, Dimitri says, "Do you really think a political leader is really going to help ultimately?" And the answer is no, of course not. The system's broken and it's going to break down. It has to. But I do believe that we can have a breather. You know, this shit that we have right now. I would have much rather have gone the other way. We had a nice four year breather. You know, yeah. And instead. Yeah, so I don't know who, y- who y'all thinking. I all I all I know is that as long as they're anti-establishment, I'm in. So right. yeah, um, yeah Kennedy I'm glad seems you. Like,
2: yeah, I'm really glad you asked. Uh, I'll go first because, hey, as okay. you know, Cameron, this is right up my alley. Yeah. Um, I consider myself a constitutionalist. Um, I do not care who's in office because I know behind the scenes the president is just a face that they put on TV. He really doesn't have much power. He's not even supposed to have that much power um so i do not care however when you look at how things go down i definitely lean right because obviously like i said i'm all about freedom i i just want everyone to be left alone and to not harm each other and that's like the bottom line for that right so when it comes to like making a decision I mean, I typically go right, but it's really hard. I, cause like I said, whoever's in the background is the one who's really making big decisions. And so I think it doesn't really matter. I think we're kind of screwed either way, personally.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I agree with most of the points. I think the president doesn't hold the kind of power that the people like to think they do. Yeah. Sure. They can veto things, they have executive power. But beyond that, there's not a lot of like the real power that is being pushed through are these lifetime politicians that are in Congress. Exactly. Are pushing these ideals. um, This, like, and that's what's tearing our country apart is all these ideologies that are seeping in through the colleges. But, and and it, and so I get weary of the left because it seems like these ideologies are coming from the left. But then, you know, I probably sound like a bandwagon person because every conspiracy theorist is you hear conspiracy theorist and it goes in somebody's brain filter and it comes out right wing. I don't know why, but that's what people are thinking now. Um, RFK looks really good to me personally. I like his stance on vaccinations. I like what he has to say about Fauci. I I don't like his gun law stances, and I think that's what they're going to shoehorn him in for. I think they're going to use his vaccination stances to shoehorn him in to further the political agenda to try and take away gun rights.
1: He actually was asked that the other day. I forget where I saw it. He says he would never ask people to give up their guns and really? that and that and that those guns need to be there because of the government. Yeah, okay. he actually that gives said me a lot that. of peace
0: of mind. I didn't. Know yeah, I saw him say that And honestly, yeah. to give him some credit. If anybody's gonna have a strong opinions about gun laws, it should be <laughs> this dude, right? right. I mean, you had, yeah. had quite a few assassinations in your family,
1: yeah. So, yeah, no, he, he's he's very direct about it. He's like, nope, people keep their guns. That's not what what I'm about at all. And good. he and um, you know, and then there's yeah. So I I I'm not a real man. I tell you what, I didn't know the difference between what a a Democrat was and a and a Republican until Trump came into office because I've been living in Costa Rica whole time and never even paid attention to me. Right. They were all the same and they and they really were up till then, right? I mean, yep. the uh, Clinton and Bush, same same thing, same exactly, yeah. exactly exactly, right? But then you got this guy, Trump comes in and he shakes up everything. Yeah, and um, that's what I saw and I'm like, wow, okay, now I'm starting to see the difference. And I and I am with you on the whole like leaning conservative. I would say normally I would, but then all of a sudden this guy comes along. Who kind of is good for everybody, you know? This, this, mm-hmm. this Kennedy guy, because Trump is very um, mm-hmm. what's the word like, um, like um, d- polarizing with people. Like people so, yeah. don't like him, That's or they lo- how they love him, or yeah. they're just like I don't really care. I think he's kind of you know he's he's a nut. He's kind of funny and he does some stupid shit. But at the end of the day, he is about freedom. And yeah. I like that, and he loves America, and I like that, and I would say the same thing for Kennedy, and I maybe even this guy Vivek or whatever. He is, there's a, there's like you know three out there. As long as they're anti-establishment, right? And yeah. I just don't think they would ever let Kennedy in. I think they'd kill him before. And he even says it. He says, "I I don't think they'd ever. I, I'll be again, yeah, you know." Because yeah, I
0: know it.
1: Yeah, he I'm right there. He with has you. some right steel
0: balls. Can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah. Yeah. He like <laughs> he knows he's probably going to be assassinated one day by the deep state, but he's as loud as he can be until it happens and he well, stands he just, there strong with his neck out ready he just did it yep. over
2: an hour long interview with uh tucker tucker carlson um talking all about how the united states uh got behind you know squeaked squeaked past the uh laws regarding biolabs and creating bioweapons and wow. he just unloaded on all of that and about how fauci basically got away with all that stuff because um i can't remember the exact date but you know the world came together and Passed a law that made made it super illegal to have bio labs for you know in uh, with the purpose of creating bioweapons. Probably the had United the States. Geneva Convention or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the United States found a way to, you know, bypass that real slippery. And then they immediately start putting bio labs all over the world.
0: <laughs> well, it's like those wow. whiskey distilleries that kept brewing whiskey during Prohibition because they're right. making medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. one of those kind of things. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. you're So, just to your point, he does have steel balls. He just yeah. unloaded that just like two or three days ago. Which, and
0: I love it. I love to hear what he has to say. But yeah. honestly, I'm a battered housewife at this point. And so any kind of sweet talk, I'm like mm. I yeah. wince at it. I'm like, what is yeah. what does he have behind his back? Right.
1: Which I thing? don't know. I, I, I was watching him, um his wife and him were both on Russell Brand, I think. And his wife is this actress, Cheryl, whatever, like from um remember that move that show uh with uh David uh the guy from Seinfeld, who the creator yeah. of that.
0: Yeah. What's um, his name? Yeah. yeah. Might have
1: been before my time. No, it's David Seinfeld's partner in the show, but he's David something, and he was at his own HBO show. But she played the wife of the she's this lady, her name Cheryl something or other, and she's an actress, right? So she's obviously most likely going to be woke. You know what that is, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> my book really dives into wokeness and 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 the the sickness that it is. And she was ripping on him one day when they were on this interview, and she was saying how well I have I I'm I'm the nice one, I have the heart, he doesn't have one, and and he's like in And she wouldn't say why, but I knew that that's what it was about because he's not of this woke shit, and she's got to play that game because she's a Hollywood actress, you know. Right. Yeah. She's another program of control, and all brought about through the darkness, you know. For me, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there was this whole controversy that a lot.
0: There was a controversy that was happening around RFK and his wife. They were like, I guess they were having a party, and like RFK is, you know out about these vaccinations and saying don't take this this is experimental r, r- rna technology you don't need to be taking this and then they're having a house party and his wife is like okay a uh, vaccination card needed at the door if you're going to come <laughs> to the party and then he had to rebuttal and he was like well at the end of the day sometimes you're not the king of your castle okay yeah and he's like my opinions can be my opinions i would also like to live in harmony one of yeah. those kind of things which i can yeah. respect that
1: totally totally but i know i no, I, I, I think I think the guy's are good stuff, man. I, I'm not so worried about him.
0: Right. And I agree. I agree. I just, yeah. I got to stay skeptical. I got to put him to the same fire I put everybody else. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with it though. I think regardless of who wins next time, chances are there's going to be, if the right wins, there's going to be a big outpouring of uh, new cycles where they're talking about the election being stolen. I can already smell it. That's what happened in 2016. But then, yeah. in you know, in times like 2020, you're not allowed to talk about the election being stolen, yeah. when it's somebody that they want in. It's like this weird dichotomy that happens in in the you know what you're allowed to talk about. Like yeah, every yep. year, I, I'm just excited to see what the next thing we're not allowed to say on the podcast is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's
1: fun. Uh oh, man.
0: Uh, well, hey, do you guys have Freemasons down in Costa Rica?
1: I don't think so. I don't know. I've never heard, I don't think so. Never
0: <laughs> they haven't found out about Costa Rica yet. That's good. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> uh, I just love to see what kind of like how expansive they are because they're literally in every town in Colorado. And wow. I I have a theory that they built most of the United States. I think it was these families that were intertwined with these Masons that would mm-hmm. go out homestead. They were part of this fraternal order, and they also knew how to build. They were all the builders, and so they would build a town square, build everything up, and then they, he would live for a generation and send his sons to build this next town, and it was like this expansion from these masons. I'm working on it. Wow. It's a it's a working theory. But... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. So you said you're writing a third book.
1: Yeah, it's a series, uh, at least three, um, we'll probably start writing in, in December. And um, yeah, we're going to work on the Audible book for the second. By the way, the first book's out on Audible as well. So for people that don't like to read, they like to listen. I'm one of them, actually. Did you read it um, for Audible? Mm-hmm. I That's read, uh, it's the, the books are multiple narrators. So there's, in the first book, there's three characters that narrate. And I was one of the characters. That's narrated. So cool. Yeah, and the that's second awesome. book, there's six narrators. So we're actually I'm actually gonna be working with a production company to help me with that. And that's happening uh very soon, like now. Like we're gonna start real soon here. And that's so exciting.
0: So, what a cool yeah, it's, what a cool journey. It's not
1: easy to sit in front of that microphone and not make mistakes, man. And then yeah, like I tried to do it where I corrected the mistakes. There was no way I was getting so frustrated. I'm not technical. So I ended up going to a studio in in um California. And this time I'll be in a studio as well. How
0: long do those oh, reads yeah. take you about?
1: Days, because God. it's a it's a thick book. And so and also I'm I'm not a pro. Like these the other people we hired are pros and they 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 just read really good and I make errors and every right. time I make one, you stop and you do it again and it's right, and it came out right at the end. So it was it's a good product, you know. You have That's to start awesome. the whole
0: thing over. Here like on the last page, you buck up a word, they're like, All right, back to the beginning of the book.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's just, just that chunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, perfect. Yeah. As, as
2: we were sort of winding down, I could sense I definitely wanted to have you plug your book as much as you can. Um, yeah. Is it just the typical Amazon? Uh...
1: Amazon or Barnes and Noble, but a lot of people use Amazon. It's the easy one. Um, the Essential Revolution by Michael McGinnis, um, M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S. you find it on there and then you can click on there and find the second book the invitation or you could put in the just on a google search the invitation michael mcginnis it'll show up and it'll bring you to the amazon page awesome I love I that i
0: cannot wait to read or listen to it yeah that's so cool yeah. i'm probably going to have to listen to it I'll, I'll pick it up on audible here very soon yeah, yeah um, what's your writing process like
1: <laughs> dude it's a download man i i i'm i never i never written anything before you know i was just drop out high school dropout, never read and I got this message that I'm supposed to write this book and and this whole thing. And I'm like, what, are you crazy? Coming through the medicine. And yeah. um, and it gives me this whole story. And so what I do when we're ready is I sit at this, I have this whiteboards. If you, I, uh, michaelmcginnis.com, if you go on there, you'll see my space. There's these whiteboards. And uh, they're are, not whiteboards. They're windows that we've converted into whiteboards with this, is this product you put on them. And. Um, the publisher will come and she'll – and I'll just put my head down and I'll say, write this. And then she, I'll just start to channel the order of what the book should be in and each chapter. And she just keeps going and going and going. And wow. then I sit down and write the book. It, it comes through me, man. It's not like – it's a very strange phenomenon because, like I said before all this, I've never written anything at all.
0: That's wow. so cool. You've learned to dance with the muse, my friend.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really – uh you know, like I had an injury surfing big waves, and we did the towing surfing thing, and uh had an injury right about the time when this, all this is happening with the books, and it made it so I really can't surf anybody. I have to have surgeries and all this stuff on my back and so it's really given me something too, in place of that adrenaline rush that I used to get by getting barreled and um <laughs> right now, yeah, <laughs> and now it's like you know it's it's I do give my life to it I really love it, yeah,
0: it's fun that's awesome, awesome. I love that. I love that. I'm always so interested with authors because I've, I, God, I have to write my name down too many times on a contract, and I'm like, my hand hurts. I can't write for shit. I can't craft big ideas that are long form. And it's such an interesting thing to see, like, people like your dad, Avery, that can do that. Yeah, um, it's so interesting. Yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very much into the creative process of other people too, and these artists we have out there in the world. So I'm really into music. I don't know if you heard of this kid named Ren, R-E-N. If you haven't, man, look him up. He is, he's familiar. from, he's a, yeah, he's from um, in England, and he will blow your mind, man. Wow. This awesome. guy, this kid, the things he's saying, it. what he's doing, yeah. I good love stuff. finding new
0: music, especially people that have a genuine message. You know, they're they're yeah. really trying to say something good, and they're you can tell it's from the heart kind of music. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Well, this was a great interview. I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, appreciate yeah, your time. You. Yeah, um, thank you. I appreciate you guys. If you if you're willing, we'd love to have you back at some point. Um, maybe when the the third book, if you want to do some plugage for that when that comes out, we would love that. Absolutely, I'll talk about the state of the world. We can we'll see, see how, how much like worse then.
1: things have gotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know see what happens. You know, That's true. we have to give space for anything, right? Exactly, the miracles can happen, and I and and also to really have some, um. Faith in humanity, a little bit. Like, yeah, because none of us want this. We all came here for the same thing, which was which was peace, joy, and love. That's why we came to planet Earth to find that again after we go through this process of kind of separating ourselves from it, from being a baby. And now we're on our way back home. So I really yeah. think it's important that we, we give space for miracles. We give space for people like what you guys are doing, I'm doing. And all of a sudden, it does spark somebody to think of things in a different way. And then we see some bigger changes, you know. Yeah. So, I love it. That's a perfect way
0: to sign it off. That's beautiful. There you go. (laughs) Wise words from a wise author. (laughs) Michael, you're the man. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, Would you mind emailing me any links, uh, anything else you would want me to put in the show notes? I'll have that for the folks, um, your website, obviously. And um, I'll try and, I think I can find your book on Amazon and just link that straight under the show. Um, Yeah. But yeah, just give people a straight plug over to you. I love what you're doing. I think it's important. We need to get the message out to everybody.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You guys too. You're doing a great thing, man. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for really me it. as an older person to see younger people grabbing the, the you know, the the reins, you know, yeah. this is what we need right There's here. There's not
2: many like us. Oh, so yeah. I know
1: it. There's not. But yeah, they're out it. there. There are a few out there. I see them all every once in a while online. I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And I see you now. and It's pretty
0: yeah. cool. Yes. <laughs> I love it. We're going to start a movement. We're going to awaken our generation. I'm going to try. <laughs> i try my hardest uh oh, well guys there this is a great one um folks yeah. thanks for listening all the way through if you listen to the end you're a champion of the people you are and we appreciate you and like and subscribe hit the patreon give us a little subscription there five stars on spotify helps us out enormously um you guys know what to do i won't yep. batter you too much all yep. right love you guys have a good yep. night
2: yep see you guys <laughs>